1: Talking to some Packers now. Uh, our good friend Ross Uglum from PackerReport.com and Packer Report Podcast joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Ross, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Uh, glad to have you. I was a little disappointed. I don't know if you were as well, but I really wanted to see what this defense was going to do against the likes of a guy like Christian McCaffrey. It looks like McCaffrey is not going to be playing in this contest, correct? Yeah. Uh,
2: Matt Rule basically said yesterday that um, – he doesn't anticipate McCaffrey playing. I, I wouldn't be all that surprised with Carolina. You know, kind of in a situation where it's probably best for for them to to lose games more than it is to win. Um, I'm not sure what the point of of getting McCaffrey up if he does miss this this last game. Well, now they've played fourteen games. Why why play him in the last two? Just get him healthy, get him ready for 2021. Um, and, and whatever, you know, if they get they quarterback in the top 10, whatever they do with that top 10 pick, uh, just kind of focus on the next season. I, I wouldn't be super surprised to see them just sort of shut Christian McCaffrey down.
1: So looking at this Carolina team coming in, what uh, real legitimate threat do they possess if you don't have? I mean, obviously Teddy Bridgewater is a very good quarterback. He can run as well and that has proven at times to be tough for them, but you tell me what uh, what do the Carolina Panthers possess that's going to be problematic?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, they're 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 pretty good on the outside. Peter Bukowski just did a really cool piece for us at Packer Report today about uh, the skill positions at at Carolina specifically at receiver. I mean, it's a group that is, is very formidable and very impressive. Robbie Anderson was my top target for the Packers this off season. ended up obviously in Carolina, but thought he would be the best fit. He's just about already at a thousand yards having just a phenomenal season. And then they've got some really skilled, really versatile pieces in kind of that Devo Samuel Randall Cobb mold in in both Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore both are really excellent players so i mean that's that's where they're going to stress stress out a packers team right now that's got one cornerback playing at an extreme high, extremely high level but a nickel and Chandon Sullivan and another cornerback in Kevin King that are struggling a little bit the matchups uh you know that aren't Jair Alexander on whomever he covers that is a place that that the panthers are certainly you know capable of stressing green bay a little bit and, and Mike Davis has been not terrible in, in relief of Christian McCaffrey. Uh,
1: that was going to be my next question. What kind of a, a different runner is Davis? Davis, obviously not McCaffrey, but Davis has the ability. He, he, to me, has more burst. And I'm not going to denigrate what McCaffrey does. McCaffrey can run you over. What he does is he can get around you relatively quick. Yeah, I mean, he's he's an efficient
2: runner uh you know he's he's right now i believe that he's at 4.1 a carry it's it's not going to blow you away but at the same time too um this is a guy with 57 catches on the year he is functional out of the backfield not in the same way where you're just going to isolate him against a linebacker and and you know just destroy folks the way that McCaffrey did but he's just kind of capable in all in all facets he's not a breakaway receiving back, but he's capable at 4.1 yards a carry. He's not a phenomenal, you know, rushing running back, but he's capable. He allows them to kind of stay in a lot of the same things that they like to do offensively with McCaffrey in there. And he's able to at least provide, you know, 80, 85, 90% of what you would get from CMC.
1: So defensively speaking for this team, for this Green Bay Packers team, I was watching, uh, re-watching the game the other day. I like Kamal Martin. I, I think Rashawn Gary is coming. coming. Fast. Why did they not play Rashawn Gary nearly as much in the second half of that ballgame? Was there never an explanation for that?
2: Yep, a hip injury. That's what, uh, that's what they ended up going with. I, I think there was a... Because uh, I didn't
1: see him West. really
2: get up limping or anything. Uh, it's, it's towards the end, I think, of of one of the sacks potentially by somebody else. One of my guys actually pulled the clip and put it up on Twitter where it takes him a little bit to get up and then you don't see him snapping in the second half after that. I, I think he got stepped on potentially. I don't want to be quoted on that, but um, if I can go back, like I said, through and, and someone on my staff posted it on Twitter where you just saw either an offensive lineman or a teammate step on Gary and him mm-hmm. get up a little bit slower and then not, like I said, seeing him get snaps for the rest of the game. Uh, it, but it wasn't. What I'm trying to say bluntly, Bill, is that it was not a coach's decision. It was not he screwed something up and they pulled him out of a game where he wasn't producing. It was health-related, and um, they had him, I think, as a theoretical DNP in the practice as far as the walkthrough that they said he would probably not have practiced in yesterday's injury report. And, um, frankly, Matt LaFleur has not been super specific with us since as far as uh, the long-term You know, uh, deal with whether or not this was a serious or or non-serious injury, but you got to hope because that is a a guy that has come on. I think has really improved as a rusher. Excuse me. They listed him as a theoretical limited participation. So they said he would have practiced a little bit, uh, on Tuesday had there been an actual, uh, practice. So you got to think that the, the prognosis is feasible that he might go this this week.
1: So uh, I want to go to the offensive side of the football, and uh, obviously you got Aaron Jones changing agents. Give me your read on this.
2: Uh, I think it's probably good for Aaron Jones financially, and I I think it's probably bad for those that want to see Aaron Jones uh, finish his career in Green Bay. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence on that, honestly, Bill, as far as just, what what you see with these teams that, that give $10, $12, 15000000 million a year to running backs, you see what's, you know, everybody said, well, Zeke is different. You know, Ezekiel Elliott is different. You pay him because he's different. Now he's less efficient than Tony Pollard, and he's making more money than almost any back in the league. You saw the Todd Gurley contract be just a terrible decision for the L.A. Rams. They were fortunate enough to get out of that and, and you know, kind of move forward. And now everybody in Minnesota is saying, well, the Dalvin Cook contract will – End up being fine because he's different. I, I would guess at some point we're gonna we're gonna find out that that isn't that different either. I'd be very comfortable with Green Bay, you know, doing something. One of the other backs like Jones that does an excellent job in this league is Austin Eckler out in Los Angeles. That kind of deal, great. But I have a feeling that with Rosenhaus in his corner, uh, they're going for the big money, and there's probably going to be a team out there that's going to give it to him. I just I don't think it's going to be Green Bay. And I think that um, just from a personality standpoint, I mean, Aaron's been really great to be around for the last four years, and, and it, it's going to be kind of a downer in that standpoint to see him play for somebody else. But year after year after year, we see the ability to replace running backs in the middle rounds of the draft. It's not do what Jacksonville did and get a James Robinson and undrafted free agency, I think. It's really franchise crippling to be paying fifteen, sixteen million to a running back. Do you think he gets it on the open market? I don't know if fifteen, sixteen. I don't know if he gets the Dalvin Cook money, but I think it it might end up being you know three years thirty six or four years fifty from from somebody that that like I said is not the Green Bay Packers.
1: Uh, wanted to also ask you the quarterback, or excuse me, the, uh, the tight end position. Is it just, can we just like put it to bed that, uh, Jay Sternberger, as much as people want him because of his draft status to perform, it's clearly Robert Tanya. Robert Tanya has just emerged as a target, a fun guy, a guy that Aaron Rodgers really, really likes. He trusts, obviously. He, uh, does nothing but praise Mercedes Lewis for, uh, you know, his, his role, so to speak. But the, the tight end position is now solidified with Robert Tanya, correct?
2: I I do believe that, but I would caution against anybody ready to give up on Jay Sternberger. Uh, You know, Robert Tunyon had two full years in Green Bay before this one, and he had 171 yards in those two years. The tight end position is one that takes a while. Uh, You you talk about, like, last year, for example, top 10 pick, T.J. Hawkinson, widely regarded as the best tight end prospect of the last five years. Guy goes out and catches 30 balls for Less than 400 yards as a rookie. Now he's coming on, probably, you know, going to have a 700, 800 yard season with Detroit. But Jay Sternberger is a guy that played wide receiver at KU, transferred to AM, played one year of tight end in a spread system, nothing like what LaFleur runs, comes into Green Bay, basically because of an injury, has to redshirt at a position that most running backs aren't even good until year three. Maybe in the year four anyway. I mean, go back, look at Travis Kelsey's rookie year. Look at George Kittle's rookie year. Look at Jimmy Graham's rookie year. You want to go that far back. It's a slow developing position. You have to learn a lot of nuance at that spot. You have to be able to hold up as a blocker or they know when you're on the field, it's a pass. Yes, I think it's, it's very rightful and very exciting to be juiced up about Robert Tunyon, but don't just go, you know, selling Jay Sternberger down the river yet because He has a complicated development timeline as it is. And with this latest injury and with the redshirt year last year, I think the big things are coming from Jace, potentially 2021 or 2022. And it was probably always going to be that way.
1: Do you think that – I guess the question is, do you think that Jace Sternberger morphs into this guy, that he has that opportunity? I mean, I guess my question is, why is he not receiving more – Nod, or is it just the fact that there just isn't room for him right now? They don't trust him enough.
2: I think it's the simple fact, Bill, that that Tunyon is playing so well. Tunyon is playing like an above-average starter in the NFL. So, and they don't have a ton in their offense for the second tight end. A lot of that is like wide tight end stuff that Mercedes Lewis does. A lot of the, uh, you know, the, the dirty work stuff. It's it's not like this thing is built, you know, to be the mid aughts Patriots, where you have Hernandez and Gronk. This is a, a feature tight end, kind of like a like what Tunyon is doing. And then you have the almost the third tackle position, which Mercedes Lewis plays. I think as you move forward, this young, relatively honestly inexpensive, which has to be exciting with the you know decreasing cap due to COVID. I think you've got a very young and fun, versatile group because next year you're going to have Deguara after basically a redshirt season as your your use check, your your, your fullback hybrid. Then you've got Jace as kind of the big slot receiver-tight end hybrid. And then you've got Tunyon that can kind of do it all. I mean, he's not certainly the blocker Mercedes is or George Kittle is or even Travis Kelsey is. But you've got three guys that can – really move around and do a lot of different things moving into next year. But right now their offense is built around having big dog play that third tackle spot, if you will. And it's built around Tunyon, who honestly, I wouldn't take away reps from Tunyon right now anyway. And and Sternberger is just going to maybe have to wait his turn, but I'll reiterate, I would not sell all your Jay Sternberger stock.
1: Uh, I don't think I would yet, but uh, my stock in, in that particular <laughs> in that particular venture is going down quickly. Great to talk to you as always, Russ. We'll talk soon, okay? All right. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. Ross Oglin, PackerReport.com, Packer Report podcast as well. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. They've been doing it for 80-plus years. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com.